Welcome to the family and the Tom Bernard Show, Tom Bernard Podcast. I can't, I can't remember what it is. I'll have to ask Dan Seaman. I think it's the Tom Bernard Podcast now. I think the other one is going to be the Tom Bernard Show. Okay, then. I think. I don't know. What well, you name. better figure that out. I'll get it all dialed in. It'll be magnificent. No doubt about it. In any case, welcome to the family and the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. AJ Fredrickson. And Tom Bernard. And Alex should be here. Like I said, when I die, I want to come back as our daughter because 1030 is about 10 to 11. <laughs> I like it. What do you think, yeah, Catherine? I, I agree. She has, Look, and I'm not going after her here or whatever, but has she ever been on time one time in her life? Ever? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was? Really? Yes. One time. <laughs> well, I remember. Was it delivering one of the babies? Back in 2006, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, that whole family, it's all four of them. They're never on time. Well, I know when you have two, like, elementary school kids, it's hard to get anywhere and get anything done. No, I I, I agree. I understand that. I remember a certain time in our lives it was harder, much harder to get out the door for some reason, just because you had kids. Even if there was a babysitter there or whatever, it just was really hard to get out the door. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days that's pretty darn good dougie with all those rogues and pathfinders free powertrain warranty and low interest rate financing no wonder burnsville and coon rapids are setting records we're like the aaron judge and roger maris of nissans no no you're not we've decided aj and i were talking before the show started we're going to start doing the joke of the day even though aj doesn't remember me talking to him about this no i remember it vividly <laughs> I remember vividly it vividly we're going to start doing a, 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 a welcome to the family joke of the day. Mm. Only it's not going to be a joke. 
it's going to be a real news story that has to be a joke. <laughs> There's plenty it, of every those. Day. Andy, have you seen this story about the guy at, being forced out of Mall of America for a T-shirt he was wearing? No. Would you mind looking that up for me quickly? I've seen it. Oh, you saw it, Catherine? Yep. As the joke of the day, what could be funnier? There's no joke on earth as funny as the fact that a man walked into the Mall of America wearing a T-shirt that said, Jesus saves, and the guard reported that several people came to him and said they were deeply offended by the T-shirt, so they kicked the guy out of the Mall of America. Yep. Is, it, is that what you read, Catherine? Yep, that's exactly what happened. That is beyond a joke. He was asked to turn his T-shirt around. <laughs> what and happened to Minnesota? He said, he said, no, I don't have to do that. This, no. What, I, I, this is nothing offensive to anybody. Um, and well, his shirt did say Jesus is the only way on the other side. That's all right. So, he, could, he could believe that if he wants. I mean, Who yeah, cares? you're allowed to believe that, but I don't know. The, uh, Are you hey, allowed to believe it? Not in Minnesota, you're not. No. Yeah, and the guy was African-American, too, wasn't he? Yep. And the, the, the cop was white. <laughs> so it's like, it's all over the board. I, I just don't understand something. So, because in, in Islam, you cannot pretend to show a picture of Muhammad or you will be killed. Yeah, there's a lawsuit going on right now in America yeah. somewhere. Some college professor showed a picture of Muhammad. Right. And she was fired. Yeah, they, you can't do that. Well, the, the students are, the student, the, I guess the Muslim students, it's very, very offensive for some whatever reason to right. show pictures of Muhammad. It depends right. on who you ask. Well, well that's true, too. Different. That's what happened with that uh, thing in France where they killed the journalist. Um, what was the name of that? Um, Remember that Charlie big case? Hebdo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Charlie because, Hebdo. Yeah. yeah, because they had a cartoon depicting Muhammad. Um, and it was just so offensive that that's what happened. It's interesting because um, I have seen very vile almost you know violent kind of slogans on t-shirts um, oh yeah that oh, i yeah. thought you know i really wish you wouldn't wear that around a kid you know i mean i i'm i'm a i'm a big girl i can take your weird you know political bullshit but um yeah you know kids shouldn't have to be subjected to you know F you well, on T-shirts. And yeah. I was just telling that AJ kind of that time, you, you and I got in a flight, and there was a guy that got on the flight after us. And right there in about five-inch letters, it just said, on the front of his T-shirt, it just said, fuck. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And every little kid saw it, and every, you know, grandma and everybody else. Why would you wear that, and why would you let him on the airplane wearing that? I'm surprised they did. Well, I am, too. I'm just, why? Why do you want to just run around with such an angry... I don't know. I and guess just, I mean, but that's the thing. If this guy gets to wear that, then I get to wear whatever yeah, my shirt yep. says. When I was a teenager, I thought I was cool with my Make 7 Up Yours t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you're so offensive, Andy. Uh, yeah, on the front it said Make 7, on the back it said Up Yours. So if you were looking at me from the back, it looked like it just said Up Yours. Very cool. I do remember uh, there was a little bit of... A little bit of, is this appropriate? And uh, I don't know. They, they let you get away well, I mean, with it. I was like 14 years old, so it's, right. you know, if that even. When was that campaign? Uh, a long time ago. No, we have four separate generations. It was decades, I should say, not yeah, generations. I was 14. Four, yeah, you were 14. 
four separate <laughs> decades of people. We go from uh, from AJ, who's in his 20s, to me. I'm 71 years old, and then Catherine is how old she is, which is not as old as I am. And then Andy not would be Not nearly as old. Oh, you had to throw that in there. Here we go. Uh, so my question, this all leads because it's the third story in one week that I cannot believe took place in Minnesota. I grew up here. What the hell happened to this state? What is wrong I don't know. I mean, the because, sh- shootings at the Mall of America. Jesus yep. saves T-shirts at the Mall of America. Oh, no. <sighs> you can't it's say the much. word field anymore. <laughs> because uh, slaves worked in the field. Of course, everybody else works in the field, too, so I don't know why you'd be offended by All that. Right, and what was, the th- what was the third one? Oh, yeah, and speaking of Minnesota sucking, the uh, <laughs> professor you were talking about with the um, Muhammad thing, was mm-hmm. it Hamlin? Oh, of course it was. Yep. That was makes total Hamlin sense. University? Yeah. Really? Good old Minnesota. Yep, that's really? Minnesota we're for you. We're offended at everything. What was the other one, though? It was... It was uh, it was Jesus saves. You get kicked out of the Mall of America because it's really offensive. Which again, I'm not religious in the least, but I'm not offended by that. If you want to believe Jesus saves you, good for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't have any I mean, problem unless you with it. Trample other people and you know crucify them. Yeah, he's not trying to harm anybody or no. Yeah, I don't know. So that's nice, yeah. Muhammad, I wish. I hope that all Muslims pray for me too. That'd be that'd be nice. I'd like to hear that. But the other one, then of course, the other the other one, you couldn't say field, and there was another word that they don't want you using anymore either. But we literally, Minnesota has now the third highest taxes in America. They are trying really, we are trying really, really hard to be New York and Los Angeles. We we're trying our best to show just how woke we are and how smart we are. And I hope you realize you look like a bunch of goddamn fools. I really, you, you look like such idiots doing this. I'm sure to some people it is, you know, it's the whole virtue signaling and yeah, everything is, has yeah. to be what my college professor says or else you're wrong. But once again, all you're doing is showing your fear. That's what you're doing. And I, I'm kind of amazed that people are dumb enough to not know that. That anger is always, and hatred certainly is always based in fear. Always. Yeah. You can't get around that. No. So why do you want to look so fearful and scared of everything and everyone is what I don't understand. You're really that cowardly that you're afraid of everything? I don't know. It's just oh. bizarre. It's a, we live in a bizarro world. Why would you want to? You know, the one T-shirt that I might start wearing now is the, uh, oh, God, who was it? Phil, uh, who's the big, the great uh, hockey player, Boston? There were a couple of them. Phil Esposito? Esposito. That's exactly who it was, Phil Esposito. There was a guy that had a T-shirt, and people were bowing to him wearing this T-shirt to a a Boston hockey game. On the front, it said, Jesus saves. And on the back, it said, Espo scores on the rebound. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see, that's funny. Right? Espo scores on the rebound. See, now that let's get a little humor out of the deal. Right? I think so. The only way to deal with the world is to have a sense of humor. I'm still in that situation, by the way, when I see something on the Internet, because I don't really watch much TV news anymore, and I don't read the newspaper, obviously, anymore, just like everybody else. But I have to ask people, did you see this article, just in case I somehow thought I had a nightmare and dreamt it up? Because I cannot believe this stuff is even appearing on our news sites. The fact that you were thrown out of the Mall of America for wearing a T-shirt that says, Jesus saves. 
now, why would that be offensive? Anybody know? Why is that offensive? Um, the back of the T-shirt had <coughs> Jesus and then coexist with a line through it. And then underneath the coexist with the line through it said, is the only way. To him, it is the only way. So well, the line him. through coexist, coexist has the uh, Star of David and... What other? Muslim moon or whatever the hell. What is that thing e- called? Yeah, I think that is the Muslim moon. Yeah, so he shouldn't have done that part. I still Let's don't think see. he should have been thrown so, out. I, yeah, you don't want to do that necessarily. Yeah, maybe took it a step too far. But well, as far as being like do. so offensive you have to leave, I guess, yeah. like I said, I, I know that there are certain religions that symbology is huge and all that stuff. You know, I'm sure he just got complaints. People complained. Uh, it's called the Hilal. The Hillal, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot remember ever worried about, you know, like I said, I grew up in a black, Jewish, and, and Catholic neighborhood. Did I give a rat's ass who was not Catholic or who was not Jewish or who was not Baptist or whatever? No, I don't care. Did you ever find yourself... Now, Catherine, you said in your neighborhood there was a little judgment on the religion part of things, right? Uh, especially over uh, Lutherans and Catholics. Yeah, it was Lutherans and Catholics started battling it out, which I find pretty, uh, you got the wrong Jesus. What? Yep. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever. What, what's the argument? Why? why? The because argument Lutheran- was that the um, St. Peter or Paul said, this is the rock that the church will be built on, something like, something like that, and that was right. the Catholic. That was the foundation of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So they believe my mother, at least, believed that the Catholic Church was the first Christian church, and that's the one that you're supposed to follow. That's what she thought. I don't mm-hmm. know if she's right. Don't know if she was wrong. You. I'm just saying that that's what she was taught growing up, and that's what right, she believed. Right. So my question is this, though, and again, I am not a religious person, so I'm not condemning anyone here. But all Lutherans used to be Catholic. I believe so. Well, they did. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not talking about this generation. I'm talking about many, many, many generations ago that the the Christians split into um, what's that called again? Um, Protestantism. Protestantism. Yeah. Pro, they protested the Catholic. Well, that's because mm-hmm. the Pope started using the money as his own. That's one of the reasons they were so pissed off. Well, the main well, reason was that back then in Catholicism. Lay people weren't supposed to read and interpret the Bible because it was seen oh, as divine really? word. Right. So priests were the only ones who were supposed oh, to read the Bible. Nothing so could if, go wrong there. Exactly. So if you wanted to know <laughs> exactly. something about the Bible, you had to go up to a priest and say, hey, uh, what's the passage here or whatever. And he'd say, give me a deuce it and I will tell you. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, and the priest could say, he could say whatever he wanted and you'd have no way to know if he was telling the truth or not. So it was a very easy, yeah, easily um, abused position of power for them. Well, no, there's a reason why the power? Catholic Church was the richest establishment in the world at one time. Still up there. I have someone on the phone line. I have a Wendy. Do you want to go to the phone line? Oh, right? Wendy does. Well, a good we job. do have our guest on the line as well, though. Oh, Wendy, can you call back after the guest? Will that work? Wendy. Oh, I don't hear Wendy. Well, we'll figure it, it out. Seem to we'll be get working. We'll get Wendy back into the mix. That'll be that'll be magnificent. Now Wendy's a really good caller. She does a she's a very smart person. I don't know what the hell she's doing listening to this show. 
But she's a very so smart she can person. call in and tell us what we're saying is right or wrong. Call and say, what, is, what is the matter? <laughs> can with interpret you? the Bible for us, <laughs> Jeffrey. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing extremely well, Jeffrey. Michelle, is that how you say your name, or Michelle? That's that's Michelle. It is Michelle. I thought it was, but I wanted to make sure. Good, Jeffrey. Michelle. Good first guess. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't know there was a guest, Jeffrey. I might have known some Michelles in my life. Okay, I mean, I, that's true. I'm making it up. I'm making it up, but, you know, I just thought I'd defend myself by lying, you know. Uh, Jeffrey, you Michelle, well, he already has gentlemen. trust issues, so. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's, uh, it's obvious. Because you're going to go buy the book, his name is spelled, the last name is spelled M-E-S-H-E-L, Jeffrey Michelle, M-E-S-H-E-L. The book is called Trust is a double-edged sword, trust me. Now, this is interesting, Jeffrey, because I talk about this quite often. I wish people were trustworthy. I really do, because I would love to trust everyone. What do I do, Jeffrey? I'm stuck. <laughs> Let's say it's a rather long explanation. Uh, you yeah. know, unfortunately, we've all, everybody, has had some sort of trust violation in their life, whether it's either on a personal basis or on a business basis or both. Sadly... It's it's something that we have to be a lot more sensitive to and, and be much more aware of. And, you know, I wrote this book to you know create an awareness of something that's essential to our life because if you think about it, everything in our life, the pillar of it is trust. And there's so many mistakes we make, mostly kicking the can in the corner and not focusing on things that are in front of us or avoiding confrontation. Uh, you you got you to gotta not hide. And, you can't, and if you know something's wrong, if your gut tells you something's not right, you, you don't ignore it. You, you must step up. I'm a very trusting person. I'm not changing that way. I love to be a trusting person. I've just become a lot smarter about it in light of what happened to me. So, okay, Jeffrey, I know. have to ask you. Uh, you don't have to give me the exact figure, but I've been a very trusting person and it cost me dearly. Um, why, how would a matter of fact, by coincidence, Jeffrey, because I, I didn't know you were going to be on because I don't I try not to look too far ahead. So it's all fresh in my mind as I'm talking to you. But I was talking to AJ, who's engineering the show today about this very thing that trusting people gets very, very expensive. Right. It can be. It has in my life. I'll tell you that. And it sounds like you didn't do all that well in your life at times either. I, here's what I understand, Jeffrey, and I'm very serious about this. I don't understand how you get to the point where you want to screw somebody else out of money or time or whatever. I've never understood. Why don't you stand toe-to-toe with somebody and go, this is how it needs to work out, instead of lying to their faces, pretending you're just this wonderful, caring person, and taking everything you can get while no one's looking. How do people get like that, Jeffrey? You know, unfortunately... You know, greed is a very strong desire, and, and some people, you know, rationalize what they do and, you know, think they're entitled to things that they're not. You know, in my case, I had a crooked partner who categorically is a sociopath and maybe a psychopath. His wife just jumped off a terrace in Boca Raton oh, about five months ago. And, and so I wrote this book. Actually, people that know me and read this book say this could be the next Netflix series. So I tell the story of this guy who's still parading around. He's being sued by like 10 people. He's, he's, the IRS is after him criminally. His wife, as I just said, mother of three, went off the terrace six months ago. And I lost a fortune of money because he ran the operations of the company I had to shut down in 2019. Right. I, right. I, and I got really mad at myself because I trusted him and I saw the signs. If you see the signs, you can't go against your gut. 
and you know your gut is 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 ninety nine percent spot on, and if you defy it, you kick the can in the corner, you make rationalizations as to what you're doing because you don't want to address it. Big mistake, huge mistake, and unfortunately, you know if I would say right now, just you know even this story I shared, in this country. Trust is at its all-time low point. The mm -hmm. serious nature. Yes. It's about everything. I won't yep. even go into politics because that's a whole conversation. We look at how insane <laughs> what's going on in this country. I mean, it's, yes. it's embarrassing, honestly. But you know, trust is a. I have a ch chapter two of this book is should I buy what I'm sold? And it talks about all these products out there that are marketed us with fallacious representations. Some of it's funny. Some of it's really far from funny. And I started thinking about every. I did such a huge amount of research on. Everything, because the core of everything in our life is trust. We just don't think about it enough. We really don't, Jeffrey, and we need to think more about it. And, and seriously, Jeffrey, by coincidence, AJ and I were talking about this very thing before the show even started today. I don't know why we were talking about it. I, I, I just, it, it does bother me, though, Jeffrey, that some people out there, I mean, an example, and no need to throw around dollar figures and all the rest of it, but I had a couple of guys that I was doing some business with and they wanted me to invest in a piece of land. And I found out much later, the piece of land was purchased for a far too high a price. It was never worth anywhere near what I paid for it in this partnership with them, right? And I found out they never had any interest in, in developing that land anyway. The only reason they did that is to try to, they got no money out of it, they got, no, they got nothing out of it other than the fact they thought it was really interesting to see me get screwed out of a few hundred thousand dollars. I mean, why well, would you do that? That sounds fairly odd, honestly. I mean, it's very odd. You know, their incentive. I mean, clearly, you know, those type of scenarios. There, there's some money being taken. There's something under the table. You don't know because if right. they didn't benefit right. on some level, then you know, then they're just that's bizarre. Honestly, uh, I'm sorry you went through that, but you know, everything's a learning experience, though. You know, I have an expression yeah. which is yeah. uh, good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. And you know, if you and your gut, you can't defy your gut. If you rewind the tape to that situation, did you not have some sort of trepidation uh, when you're doing it? Did you not feel something was not, you know, right? And I bet you did, and you ignored. I it. did. Yep. As a matter of fact, Catherine, and I, my, my wife and I talked about. It. I said, God, I don't know. Should I do this? Or I, you know, she wanted to stay out of it. I don't blame her. But do not, I even... do not ever defy your gut. You, you, yep. Yeah, I just had a situation right. recently where I was looking at. Uh, I, I buy properties, and I'm a real estate guy, so that's my. And I had a deal that I, I liked, but there was something wrong. It just, you know, it bothered me. Now, and I, 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 I backed away. Now, I'd be candid to say before I wrote this book and before what happened to me did, I made. I probably would have done that transaction. I would have rationalized away this right. degree of, you know, diffidence and and done it anyway. Do not, and to all your listeners. Do not go against your gut feeling. Ninety-nine percent of the time, your gut's spot on. Well, yeah. other people. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Catherine. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and, and and you might be wrong sometimes. Sometimes you might be wrong, and that's okay because Correct. there's other opportunities that are going to come up. So it's okay to be wrong about something if it's not feeling right. I agree with that one hundred percent. None of us are perfect, and you know that's why they put erasers on pencils. We do make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah. But just, you know, try to, let's try to mitigate the mistakes. Let's try to use common sense and look at things for what they are. And, uh, you know, they're just, it, unfortunately, we are in a world where you have to be so incredibly weary. weary. I, I, when I was writing this book, I was sending chapters to people to get their opinions and thoughts and ideas and see their reaction to what I was 
imparting. And uh, every time I sent a chapter, aside from people saying, oh, my God, I can't believe what you've written here. This is, you know, they really liked what, what, what I did. They'd start telling me their story about something that happened to them. You know, they, they yeah. would go off. Not one, yep. not one person did not have an experience where they've been violated by trust. And some of those stories are so extreme that I put them in the book. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. We better not ad lib. All right, we won't ad lib. Never mind. People will. Well, you're not that good at it. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Isn't that just sad, Jeffrey? Because I, I hear in your voice the same thing that I hear in my own head sometimes. I want to trust people. It's part of, I want to like people. I want to trust them. I want to have a good time with them. And I get let down an awful lot. Not to say that I'm a perfect human being, Jeffrey. My wife and my children are here to tell you, and our family friend is here to tell you that I'm far from a perfect person. But my weakness is that I want to see other people succeed. And if I can help them, I will try to do that. Boy, what a mistake that is! It's a huge. Mistake. I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that because I. I, Good. I, I. I live my life. I'm a networker. My first two books were about networking. The first one was called One Phone Call Away: Secrets of a Master Networker, and the second one was called The Opportunity Magnet. And you know, I, I constantly put people together. I'm constantly trying to help people. I created a platform called the Strategic Forum. That's very high level. Uh, networking group, and I, I literally every day meet new people, and I meet them, and as I'm meeting them and talking to them, I'm absorbing who they are, what they do, and I'm thinking about who to introduce them to. That's, that's a risk. I'm very trusting, and I do that, but I get mm-hmm. such gratification when I create things for other people, yeah. yep. and that's, that's a power, and that's you do not walk away from that because you bring value. You just got to be careful. You just got, you know, Ronald Reagan said it, and it's, it's a truism that, you know, I mentioned in the book, in discussing the Russians, trust, but verify. Trust, yeah, right, right, and that's yep. that's really the that's the recipe. But you know, today it's just it's so incredibly extreme. I mean, it's sad, you know. And I'm not I don't want to go too much into politics, but it's sad how extreme it 
bad it is, you know, and the incompetence and the self-serving stuff, and you yep. know, you, you, you know, it's it's the crime situation. I mean, it's just insanity what's going on out there. And we sit there and you know we listen to, you know, between media, you know, one channel's one way, another channel's another way, you know, because they have their views and it's about their ratings. It's not about what's right or what should right. be said or what should be imparted. It's about self agenda, and it's a set. And people that are not knowledgeable, they you know suck up to it. You, you know, you know, you guys know what a deep fake is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, that's that's you know, I just, there's a chapter in the book called "What Happened to the Humans," and I talk about disintermediation. And you know, one time we used to go across a bridge or a tunnel, we had to pay a toll. Well, that's gone away because technology is great, but technology is really dangerous. Social media, very dangerous. Yep. Deep oh, fakes, yeah. the severity of those, what what could what could happen. Uh, is very very scary by someone putting out a deep fake video. Imagine you know during the Afghanistan war, someone put out a deep fake video of American soldiers burning the Koran, and that went right. into social media. Yep. What would happen? Yeah. We'd have completely. It would be that type of thing because of all the great. So can we trust technology? That's the point of that chapter. We got to be very wary. Artificial intelligence. It's amazing. Extremely dangerous. You know, it's really funny, Jeff. We're talking to Jeffrey Michelle about his book. The book's called Trust is a Double-Edged Sword. Trust me. Uh, ever since we started talking, Jeffrey, all I keep hearing in the back of my mind is Madoff, 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 Madoff. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about somebody who took this to the extreme. My God. So in his case, I, I, was, I was on board a signature bank in New York for 15 years, and a lot of our people okay. got hurt by, hurt by Madoff. You know, greed is a very dangerous thing. He was generating returns that were fairly unrealistic in, in terms of the consistency, and he became a Ponzi scheme. And it was called out. You know, there was a, I actually addressed it in the book in chapter one, which I also tell the story of oh, my okay. partner. I, I, you know, bring up the story about Madoff, and he was a, he was called out by a guy that was a you know specialist in analyzing, and the SEC and they chose to ignore it. They did not address it until God. the bomb blew up and what happened happened. You know, that was devastating. But that's not an uncommon story. These type of things happen not to the degree of Madoff, but they happen with some regularity. Regularity. Look at this FTX guy. Yeah. This, the, the, what a debacle. The, worth $37 billion, then he's worthless in a week. I mean, what, a, what a, you know, the whole <laughs> thing, this whole scam. You know, I, I believe in crypto to the extent that the technologies have great value. But I called it, I'm a finance guy, so I called it in the early stage that 95% of the stuff is going to evaporate. Because greed, greed is a very dangerous thing. And that, and people, that's the nature of the beast that, you know, we make more or I, you know, I'm going to become a zillionaire and, and look what happened. Well, and what's interesting about um, FTX was Sam Brinkman, what is it? Sam Brinkman. Sam Brank, Bankman Freed, Bankman Freed, yes. Yeah. He, um, his whole shtick was that it was an altruistic uh, company, that it was right. all there just yeah, to help charities. Right. Right. You know, pretty incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about, I mean, he was really good at f- figuring out how to get to people's, you know, heartstrings and how you're going to help. And yeah, you might make a little money on two. So, I mean, it's all great. We're going to help people and make money. What could go wrong? Well, you, know, you now know what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, do some We're people, do yeah. some people, Jeffrey, feel because they don't do that? I, I don't have it in me to screw people out of money. I just have no interest in doing that. Matter of fact, I'd look, I'd look down on myself if I ever did that. Is that a foolish position to be in? I, I don't want to steal from anybody. 
I go out and make my own dough, and I'm very happy about that. Another thing, that AJ and I were just talking about that before the show, too, to go out and make money. When people do a good job, they should be paid for it. So there's, there's, a word, there's a word in the dictionary, which is a truism, which I happen to live to, which is called integrity. What you're yeah. describing is integrity. And, yep. and there are people, and I happen to believe I'm one, that you know, do the right things. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I have a deal that doesn't go right and I got nailed in, you know, in 2008 when the, you know, the, we went to the whole free fall and I got hurt on a bunch of deals, you know, granted it was economic driven, but I stepped up and said, I'm going to do the best I can to get out. We're going to get hit. There's nothing I do. If you tell the truth and you step forward, people understand when things go right. It's the charlatans and the thieves, and there's no shortage of them, that are out there that really, you know, have zero integrity. Integrity is such an important thing, and there are a lot of people that have integrity, but there are plenty that don't. Yeah, there are, no question. Uh, now, as far as uh, uh, Mr. how long had you known him? <laughs> 20 years. Oh, 20 God. years. See, that's what I'm saying, Jeffrey. And I kind of, and did this happen to have, now nah, this might be going back too far and too much of a stretch, but I did notice after, after, 2008, when the economy collapsed, things got really psychotic for a while there. Did you go through that as well? Yeah, that's that was just sharing the story. I got I got oh. whacked pretty good. Yeah, I'm a, there you go. I had a lot bridge lender, and it wasn't thievery, but it was the you know the world collapsed. You know, look what happened. It, it was sort of different, but kind of what it is in the you know crypto world. You know, look look at the you know the erasing of values or companies going bankrupt that were worth. Five billion, and now they're worth zero. And, you know, it's, so you know it's the difference then. It was the banks. You know, we're doing these. I actually address this very thoroughly, also in in the book about what went down. You know, liar loans. I mean, you could go get a mortgage back then. And you don't. You could lie about your financials, and it didn't really matter. Yeah, you know, it was, you know the stupidity of the system because that was greed. You know, they were selling products. These, you know, collateralized de- debt obligations to the market. It was it was just a sham, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, history has a tendency to repeat itself, and, you know, people get hurt. Yeah, they do. So uh, you, you knew this guy for 20 years. Did he become like this, so, or was he always so, like that? He started as an employee, then he became a junior partner. I broke up with my first partner in 07, and he really worked with him on the our, our acquisition side of managing our properties. Then he helped me take control of the company. So when I broke up with my partner, I was going through this god-awful divorce, my ex-wife went through 20 attorneys. I have two chapters in the book about marriage and divorce also, which is kind of interesting stuff. And he really helped me to the extent that I trusted him so much because he was there. You know, he, always, he used an expression, by the way, be very wary when you hear this expression, I'm watching your back. Many times people will say that in the left hand they'll have a stiletto. That was the case with him. <laughs> and, and, you know, unfortunately it turned out. That, so, but, and then as time went, all sorts of strange things happened. You know, not necessarily to me, but you know, like he got arrested with he and his wife because he created a fake email account and went after a coach that was teaching his kid, you know, was a basketball coach that was, he no. wasn't giving his kid enough time. He sent a threatening email. What? I don't know what it said. It went to the coach, the coach's wife, and, you know, tried to get him fired from the school. The coach was petrified. And I don't know what the email said, but he went to the local police and they traced the email. He had a fake name. Oh, my God. Um, and, and, uh, and he and his wife got arrested. It was like on the cover of the newspapers. It was a, an item on the talk shows. And he denied that he did it. And me, Mr. Schmuck here, believed him. But he's done it multiple times. He had four fake names. He did something to me that was extremely severe with a fake name. And, and uh, so he's a sick, sick guy uh, that has zero morals. And though there were a bunch of signs that didn't really impact me that I, again, 
didn't address and I accepted his answers. So I, I didn't step up. Mm. And, uh, you know, and that bit me in the ass. So the point is that when you feel something's wrong and you smell it, don't avoid it. Confront it. Deal with right. it. Deal with the pain at the time because the pain will become, become much more intense if you don't. I learned the hard way. So I'm in part the story pretty I, – by the way, just as a side, you'll notice if you look at the cover of the book, the author is Waywill. The publisher wouldn't let me use my personal name because I call out this guy and I go into all this detail. They had fear. So I put together a pen name, Waywill. It's a combination of my middle name, which is Wayne, and my son's, which is William. So that's where that, that name came from. But the story is, is an insane story. It, it really could be the next Netflix series with this guy's done. And he's still out there. Jeez. With, with, you know, when this guy goes to jail, there'll be a parade. So you know what's interesting, but, uh, Jeffrey, is that as we were talking, and and uh, and I, uh, we had to hop off the air for one second, turn the mics down, and all that stuff, because this uh, the the door opened to the to the office here, and you can't see around the corner from the studio to the entry to the office, and so AJ got up, he turned the mics off and got up, and there was a young woman holding a package, and. That makes me nervous. i got to be very honest with you. A person I've never seen before comes into the office unannounced, and she's standing there holding a package. And I'm like, should I be talking to Jeffrey right now? Yeah, about Jeffrey, diving <laughs> under the table. Diving well, under the table, maybe? What's that? <laughs> you know, honestly, God, Jeffrey, I'm talking to you about not trusting anyone. There's a young woman with a box I've never met. She's holding in her hand. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is horrible she's, timing. She's ob- she's obviously a very emphatic listener, and she's coming to give you a present because you're so good at what you do. <laughs> yes, that's what it must be, Jeffrey. But yeah, so that that's the one thing you said that we didn't hear because we had to hop off the show for a second because it kind of wanted to make sure it wasn't, uh, you know, you know, Although I didn't go out, I sent AJ out, so he would have taken the blow. So that's, you know, right, AJ? Yeah, you know, sacrificial that's, lamb. That's, effect, that's called effective delegation. It is interesting. Delegation. Now, getting, I, and I don't want to dwell on the politic part of it either, but it does oh, seem God. like a certain personality type that goes into politics. The, their, their go-to is to lie. It's, it's like is- everything has to be... Twisted or... It's like they can't help themselves. They just can't, yeah. It's like, oh, you were caught with, you know, your hand in the cookie jar, and the first thing you do is lie instead of going, oh, I, maybe it was a mistake, or yes, I did, and I shouldn't have done it, or whatever. It just... I don't understand how that became the normal way for people to act in politics. Yeah. And it, it has spilled definitely into, I, I believe, business. And, you know, I mean, marriages, like you said, I mean, if you don't have trust in a marriage, you don't have anything. People lying to protect the other person. Any sort of lie is very detrimental to any sort of a relationship, especially a marriage. But it just seems like this is just an accepted way of doing things now. And I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's accepted. It's, it's, we don't have a choice. Well, nothing happens to the people that do it. It just, it's sickening. We, you know, the, 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 we could bitch and moan and complain or try to do something. You know, I'm, I'm involved in a foundation called the CPR Foundation, which stands for Community Police Relations. Very m- interesting people have gotten involved, and we try to repair the antipathy between community and law enforcement that's been pushed Good. by the extreme left movements. And we, by example, we give, we give away 3,000 turkeys for Thanksgiving, but we don't give them away. We give them to police officers that go to people's homes and knock on their door and I have a picture of an elderly woman coming to the door getting a turkey who couldn't afford a turkey from a oh. police officer. We do, 
we do all these incredible things. I'm very passionate about this. And you know, you look at what goes on out there. The, you know, the woke movement, defund the police, all this insanity. Even even Biden it, it, earlier on said, "Oh, we got to defund the police." How stupid right. of a comment is that? How moronic right. is that? And these guys put their life in line every day. I'm very close to the police chiefs, and I'm very involved. I show up at a lot of things. And you know, so the point is, you can sit there and yell at the television, or you can go do something about it. And, and not, not many people get up and go and do something about it. It's really it's a sad state of affairs, and you know. I don't know what makes it change from a political perspective because it's it's so incredibly extreme now. Uh, but you know, I, the move is to go watch the movie The American President with Michael Douglas. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but I've watched that movie like eight times, and every time I watch mm-hmm. that movie at the end, I feel proud to be an American. So it was such a great, great film because that you know fiction, but it, that's the way a president should be. You know, have integrity. You know, and uh, it is what it is, as they say. That would be refreshing. You know what, Jeffrey, the thing, uh, and everybody else, as a matter of, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you got done. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Keep going. That? No, I mean, the, I, I, people get very, get very angry with me when I make this statement, but um, I grew up in a house. My mother was a Democrat. She wasn't a nut job about it. Um, and I, her, her favorite, her best friend was a Republican. And they would sit in our, our living room and they'd talk about politics, one a Democrat, one a Republican. Nobody ever got angry. They disagreed, but they didn't get angry. Um, so I, I like Democrats. I like Republicans. I like people in the middle. I do not like the far left or the far right. They just get too extreme for me. And, and the reason I'm saying all this stuff in the first place, Jeffrey, is there are some differences. But to me, Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden are very close to thinking the same way, don't you? They both say the same things, and yet one side hates one guy and the other side hates the other guy. And they're basically the same person. Well, I don't, I don't know if I concur about that. I, I think they're both dysfunctional. I mean, <coughs> yeah, Trump, yeah. I actually, I know, I know him personally. I've had, I've had dinner with him. I've had meetings with him over the years. And he, you know, I'll, I'll share with you. The first time I had a meeting with him, I was, I was a pretty young guy. And I go into his office at Trump Tower, and he's sitting at his desk clipping his fingernails as I walking to sit down to talk to him, right, which I thought right. was kind of a little on the arrogant side. And, and bizarre might be a, even a better way of describing it. He's, he's the most egomanic. E- oh. Well, we didn't lose Jeffrey, I hope. It uh, looks like we may have. Something just happened. I think uh, Trump's oh, team might have cut left. his connection. <laughs> Trump is the oh, most egomanic. <laughs> 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 that was a little Trump. weird. That's too bad. I wanted him to get to that part. Well, maybe he'll. Oh, he's back. I think I lost him. So you know the toxicity of it. You know, creates all this hatred and apathy. And although I will say he did do some very good things from a policy perspective. Yeah. But but he's just it's it's just it's all it's all about him. You know, I I can't give the same claim to the Biden administration. I just think the degree of incompetence and the extremity of your decision. You know, New York City, you can go into a store and steal up to a thousand dollars of merchandise, and they can't do anything. You don't get arrested. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's right. It's it's insanity. What's going on? They they passed a law in the state of Illinois called the Safe Harbor Act or something, and the list of crimes that you can get that you get arrested for, you get released the same day. Rape, second degree murder. I mean, the list is like unbelievable, and you get released. What's going on in this country? Who are the people running things? The incompetence. And to your point, which I totally agree with, I'm, I'm a I'm a Republican, but I'm a moderate. What yeah. happened to common sense? Isn't there something yep. called common sense? And there's like zero common sense in the political machine that we have today. Zero. No question. And it's a sad reality. You know, anyway, so. Well, Jeffrey, I'll tell you sense. one thing. 
And I'm glad you mentioned what you mentioned earlier because I, uh, a couple of years ago, got a call and was invited to have lunch with the President of the United States, Donald Trump, right? Now, I grew up a poor kid in North Minneapolis, so if the President of the United States invites me to dinner or lunch, I'm going to go. You know what I mean? I mean, I get to sit and eat with the, the sitting President of the United States. I never thought I'd get that far in my life, right? Uh, so I went and had lunch with him. He was very nice, very pleasant man. I had talked to him on the phone a couple times before, but I'd never met him in person. He could not have been more pleasant. He wasn't over the top like he can be once he gets a mic in front of him, because he does get way over the top then. But the reason I'm even bringing this up, Jeffrey, is first of all, it was quite an honor to have lunch with the President of the United States. There's no question about that. And he was very pleasant the whole time I was there. The one thing that I took away from that was, though, there are some people who now hate my guts because I had lunch with Donald Trump. How weird is that? It's bizarre. You know, it's, it's, it is. It's it, just it, lunch. It, 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 idiotic. You know, it's, uh, um, I'm, you know, I probably come with a couple more adjectives, but uh, uh, probably people, you know, maybe want to not be around them. It's like, that's bizarre. You know, it's, it's, ridiculous. Well, again, so. it, it's proof to me that America really is America, because this poor kid from North Minneapolis grows up and gets a job, you know, being in a, a radio and, you know, podcast guy and all the rest of it, and he gets called by the President of the United States to have lunch. Isn't that what America's supposed to be all about, right? Yeah, totally. I concur. I agree. I just, you know, Jeffrey, you're not going to be on long enough. You only had a half an hour today. This is this is going far too well for you to be going away, but I know you have other <laughs> duties. But I seriously, Jeffrey, you and I, I think, politically probably line up shoulder to shoulder. I like Democrats, like Republicans. I like, you know, the Libertarians, all the rest of them. But you go off the deep end. I brought this up before you were on, Jeffrey. There was a guy that was kicked out of the Mall of America today. You ever been to the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, Jeffrey? I have, I have not. Okay, you know what it is, though. I've heard of it, sure. Okay. A man was kicked out of there yesterday because he wore a T-shirt that offended several people. They kicked him out of the mall because it said, Jesus saves on his T-shirt. Now, Jeffrey, I'm not religious, but I don't care if you want to wear a Jesus saves T-shirt, good for you. If it makes you happy and calms you down, I'm happy for you. They threw him out of the mall for wearing that T-shirt. It's a little strange. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, Jeffrey, what happened? Why is it all? It, it is all fear-based, correct? We're all scared to death right now, aren't we? Well, look what's going on. I mean, the degree yep. of hate and the degree of prejudice. You know, I'll, you tell you what. On 9/11, I was in Manhattan that day, and I remember yep. leaving my office, and and I saw people walking north on Madison Avenue in the middle, covered in white soot. It sort of looked like a scene from that that show, The Walking Dead. Yeah. I, walked, I had to walk 40 blocks to get to my residence. But that day, everybody was grabbing everybody's hand and helping. It didn't matter whether you were black, white, green, right. yellow, Chinese. That day, we were all Americans. There was a time that that meant something. And unfortunately, that's not the way it is today. And, you know, so much is influenced by people that are not very bright and people that tag on hatred. This, the extremity, it's, it's really sad and it's dangerous. I mean, it's really dangerous out there. You've got to be very careful. You know, human trafficking in this country is a tremendous issue. We discussed that. And we deal with that on, on uh, in the foundation. You have, you have no idea how severe that is. We don't even hear much about no. it. But it's, in the, the state of Florida is the third worst state about this. But it's going on all the time. Dallas Cowboy football game. Dad and father were at the game. 16-year-old girl. She turns to her dad. Dad, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back. She never came back. They found her in Louisville, Kentucky. She was drugged. You know, who knows how many times she's been violated. You know, we don't know. What, the, the things that are going on out there are very extreme. Yeah. We're in a crazy world. 
We just got to be careful, you know, just, and if anyone has young daughters from, you know, very young, four to 16, you must keep your eye on them. It's across the country this is going on. You got to yep. be very, very careful. So tell, you, tell no, your no. listeners that. Very important thing to know. It is. We'll get it done. Jeffrey, Michelle, come back soon. I love talking to you, sir. You made some great, great points. And see, just talking to you made me a little more relaxed. So that's a good thing, right? Well, I, I, I give good massages also. So next time I go fly out to the studio. <laughs> okay, Jeffrey, next time it's the massage <laughs> and schmoozing. Thanks for your anytime, time today, you sir. Know, anytime you want me to come back, it would be my pleasure. So I'd love to Thank you very back. much. Thank you so much for the time, and I appreciate it. And uh, get the book. I think you'll get you'll get a lot out of it, I promise you. Absolutely. Trust is a double-edged sword. Trust me, the name of the book. Jeffrey Michelle, M-E-S-H-E-L. By, by Waywill. The, the, the author is Waywill. It's not, it's not my first yeah, the, name. That's, that's right. The author is Waywill. I forgot about it. You had to use a fake name, which I admire, Correct. by the way. You, you went after him because he deserved to be gone after. A thousand percent. Yeah. There'll, be, there'll be a parade coming soon. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey. Have a good day, sir. You too. Thank you so much. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in to Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and podcasts the paranormal 60 with dave schrader doug how are things going at burnsville and coon rapids nissan well we're in first and second place for the year in minnesota that's pretty impressive what do you think the secret is well clearly people like overpaid morning djs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days that's pretty darn good dougie with all those rogues and pathfinders free powertrain warranty and low interest rate financing no wonder burnsville and coon rapids are setting records we're like the aaron judge and roger maris of nissans no no you're not michael bryant brad sean bryant what's the latest uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. 
See, I like those. No, AJ, those are the kind of interviews that I love to do on this show. You have people on, very, very bright guy. Uh, no, you're 25 years old. You see, you're 25 or 24? 25. 20, you are 25. Have you gone through anything like this uh, yet? I mean, on, on whatever scale? People you think you could, you thought you could trust, turns out you couldn't? Not on, not on that scale. Good. Like, I've, Good. I've had the, like, you know fantasy football trade where I got fleeced, but <laughs> nowhere in the terms of millions and whatever right. dollars being stolen from me. So right. not not on that level. It's really too bad. I just and again, it's all based in fear. They're afraid of where they're headed. Their life sucks. They're terrified they're gonna end up flat broke. So that that way they can get away with saying, hey, I can steal money from AJ because, you know, he's I got problems, he doesn't, so why should he have all the money? That's how they think. Um, I do have Wendy back on if you want to go to her. Oh. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Wendy. Hello. There can you hear is. me? We can hear you perfectly now. Hey. Thanks, AJ. Good job. Awesome. awesome. Yes, how are you guys doing? Like, well, like, in, uh, like in the warmth? No, I'm sitting here in St. Louis Park with AJ and Alex. Catherine and Andy, on the other hand, might be a little toastier than we are. No comment. Lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's up, Wendy? I thought I would just uh, add a little bit more information to the story about the shirt at the Mall of America. Oh, yeah. It, I read a more thorough article on it. And it wasn't actually what the shirt said that ticked people off or wasn't why they threw him out. It was because he um, he apparently was going up to people and putting hands on people and oh. getting in people's faces and proselytizing about yeah, it. You, you know what I that. mean? Yeah. And considering the fact that they just had that shooting at the Mall of America right. not long ago, they're, they're very hypersensitive about security issues. You know what's funny about that, Wendy, is another example, and, and Jeffrey brought this up. It doesn't matter if it's Fox News or if it's CNN. doesn't matter if it's a local newspaper. They will change the story to make it look more severe because the story I read said nothing about him harassing other people, touching other people. They literally said he got tossed up because it said Jesus saves on his T-shirt. Well, yeah, and, and I, you know, and I saw the article was on an online news service, and you can tell that a lot of times that people only read the headline and not the article, yeah, yeah. because when uh, when you were when we were reading, I went and I thought, okay, I'm going to read this whole thing, see what's up. Um, there were ten people who only read like the first sentence and the headline, right? Because they obviously hadn't written the article, and there were some people in there answering these comments going. That's not what this article is about. Did you even read it? So, no, people only read the headlines, not the article. Well, that's well, because when they hit, click on the article that if it's been shared, then it all of a sudden hits a paywall. So people just go to the comments uh, yeah. in hopes that somebody read the article. And yeah, But most people just do read the headlines. Mm -hmm. But I did read the mm -hmm. entire – it was a very short article that I read, and it said nothing. You the same thing? Uh, the one that I looked when you were talking about earlier had no. It, it was a. It had a couple like lines from the security guards that were talking to yes, him, but nothing about any physical contact mm -hmm. at all. Nope, there was mm. nothing in the story I read about physical contact or that he was. You know, nothing about that, Wendy. So mm -hmm. I mean, once again, the news is lying to us to make money. You know they are, and it's. Ugh. I just kind of pulled. I pulled back. It's like I watched the weather, just because. I mean, that's a little bit more accurate than 
than usual lately. Um, but I just, you know, I when my husband comes in and if I had the news on, all of a sudden he starts, like, yelling at the TV and, like, we are not that old. Stop yelling at the TV. Um, yeah. Yes. And so I'll, I'll turn it to, like, Game Show Network or something just to shut him up. But Good. I'm just on basically for the weather. And, you know, if I want to know what's happening, like, crime-wise in the cities, there is a Facebook group that I actually uh, I subscribe to, and they are super accurate. I mean, they tell you about all the stuff you never hear about. Well, local so, news you know, is a lot if I better. hear a lot of stuff in my neighborhood. Local, local news is a lot on. better than national news, though, right? It's the national news that, uh, <laughs> and, and newspapers lie more than broadcast television uh, does, as far as local news is concerned. Um, and in a way, looking back now, Wendy and everybody else that's listening out there, oh, somebody just dropped off. Is that, that Wendy? Wendy? Yeah, that was Wendy. We just lost her. She must have gotten oh. an emergency network. There oh. she is calling back. There, there she is. There we are. Are you back? I got cut off all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I hung up on you. Was I've had enough? Do you think it's a coincidence, though, that this story was reported with just a few lines—the ones that the story that AJ and I read—and by the way, we didn't read it at the same time. I read it yesterday, and he read it today. He just happened to read the same article that I read. I, it's a hell of a coincidence that they just demanded in the state of Minnesota. There is a group of people in the teachers' union, I guess, is what it is, that demand that all Christian teachers not be allowed to teach at public schools anymore. Did you read that okay, story? That's, I have not heard that because, like I said, I'm kind of stepping back from the news because it makes me crazy. <laughs> it does but make you crazy. And I'm, that is totally ridiculous because if I they're know. going to say that Christian teachers can't teach anymore, okay, well, we can't have any teacher that's highly no. subscribed to their religion teach anymore. No, right? of course I not. mean, I, that. And that does not leave us with a good option either. You know, you're kind of swinging the pendulum to the other side. But, yeah, you know, I I like to listen to, like, the morning news on certain channels with, uh, you know, an awesome, like, Chris Eggert. I love listening oh, to him. Oh, Chris is great, yeah. Um, Don't tell him I said he that. Is, he is. <laughs> he, he's, he's also a great speaker, too. I mean, we... Yep. We had him as a speaker at my company about uh, disabilities in the workplace, and he's amazing. But, well, uh, yeah, he, it's, I, I like listening to people kind of that, you know, they, they don't come off really uh, uh, kind of with that pukey voice, like, you know, right, hey, right. look what happened today. I just like people who uh, they seem like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just letting you know what's going on, and you know, here's this and here's that. And, you know, and then when I think they've gone too far and I don't like it, I just change the food network. Well, that's not a bad idea. Anyway, check out the food network. I just, I really wish Wendy and everybody else that they wouldn't do things like, again, the story that AJ and I read said nothing about him harassing people or touching other people or yelling at it. It said nothing about that. I'm looking at a, mm -hmm. a different article now that says that the same man, uh, the MOA, confirmed that he had previously been issued a temporary trespass notice for solicitation, was eventually allowed to stay inside of the mall, and wasn't uh, forced to change his shirt. So huh. I have... Well, 
and it's a pretty reputable. <laughs> well, like anything like, that goes along on social. We have, no, we have no real facts. Yeah. No, no real facts. In social exactly. media, the thing is, is you don't get the truth about anything until three months later, including the news. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. then by then, nobody mm-hmm. hears about it anymore. <laughs> Everybody's already made up their minds oh, and have moved sure. on. So. so a question I have for everybody. Do they understand how bad that makes... Like, if I were a Christian and I had a deep faith in Jesus or whatever, I would be very hurt by that story. I would. Mm. Now, I, I grew up Catholic I know, and all the rest I of know it, people. I know people that are very deep in their faith, and mm-hmm. they are pretty upset about it. And I said, yeah. well, you know, my mother, for instance, I said, Mom, don't be upset about it. Just use this pig... There are other people in the world that do not share your same view. Right. They're just doing this to make you mad and upset and confused. Just ignore it. You know, it's hard to do. Just ignore it. You know, yeah. I mean, some people are just jerks. That's the way they live their lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, before social media. Yeah, before social media, when people that really... Oh, we, we I don't think your phone's again? working too well. What is going on around here? Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it looks like we lost her again. <laughs> all right, no big deal. We can move on to other stuff, but Wendy, Wendy's a great call. She calls in a lot and does a good job, if you know what I mean. God, I, I just clicked on news. Don't do it. The first guy's <laughs> yeah, picture right, that pops up right, is this yeah. Brian Walsh, the guy who... Uh, who killed his wife and, and then went and bought 450 bucks worth of cleaning cleaning supplies and paid cash for them. Okay. I mean, this, did, did you see this guy? Uh-uh. No. They brought him out of his house, and he was smiling and laughing. Well, obviously he's an insane person. Well, he is an insane person, but I'm like, what is that all about? Because he's nuts, Dad. Well, I know he's nuts, but Jesus, you walk out, you're being arrested by the FBI and the local police and everybody else, and you come out smiling and laughing? Well, yep. takes all kinds. Yeah, this is at, right after he dismembered his <laughs> wife, Anna Walsh. Mm, he's never, I have never heard got of this. lots of issues. Yes. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of issues, all right. It's like I was reading, you know how you get in like a internet rabbit hole of why am I so far into this now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking into that the Idaho murders that happened yeah, at that sure. college house because yep. I was like, "What was that all about?" Because you heard a ton about it, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, nothing." Right? How all these things right. always go, and they still don't know why he did it. They kind of do now because now they found out that he was hitting on one of the women, and she ignored him. Okay, so then you just so, murder. So now that you got to murder everybody. That makes sense. <laughs> if that, well, yeah, he drove up. by their house 12 times. I was going to say, yeah, before he went. Eek. Well, that week he drove by their house a bunch, and then before he actually went in and killed them, he drove by it like a ton of times. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then she, they were like, she may have had a stalker, but it's unclear. I'm like, right. how is, do you unclearly have a stalker? <laughs> you either have one or you don't, right? You know, I went through the same thing. When your mother hit on me the first time 12. that I met her. She yeah, drove no. by your house 12 times. <laughs> Catherine drove by my house 12 times. Wouldn't yep. leave me alone. Classic remember, mom. Remember that, honey? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vividly. Yes, I remember. Vividly. No question about it. I don't know. I, 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 the only fear that I have is I, we have got to get back to everybody just not being so f- 
afraid of everything. And I understand why you would be, because everybody's acting like they're nuts. Um, do people enjoy making other people uncomfortable with their craziness? Is that part of it, too? Some people do. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like some people do. And it's yep. a very weird it is. personality trait, because those people also tend to be the most unlikable. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, it, the, it's such a weird thing. Like you, the thing that drives you every day is making the people around you super uncomfortable or just like, yes. angry with your presence. Yep. Why does that do it for you? That's your thing. That's not a yeah, good thing to have. I know. It's I like some... yeah. It's like people that are just rude to wait staff. Yeah. The worst. They're the, the worst. worst. Yeah. I, it makes me so uncomfortable, and I I cannot like a person after witnessing. It's one thing if. Everything's going wrong at a, at a restaurant, and I mean, like every the waitress is just or waiter is just so incompetent, and it's you're waiting forever, and everything's wrong and cold, and it's not really the waitstaff's fault all the time. Yeah, and I understand getting upset about it because you're out for a nice night, you've got you know you've gotten a babysitter, you're you know, going to spend a fortune at a restaurant, and you're it's hard to make plans with friends, and you're out, and everything's going wrong. I understand getting <coughs> getting frustrated. But screaming and yelling and acting like a jackass is just never the way to go. You're never going to look good. You can't look no. good. Well, good to know. <laughs> I'll stop, I guess. Although, yeah, on our very, very first date, I could have lost mom and not been with her forever had I reacted the way she was talking about. And I did the exact opposite because, I mean, I didn't know your mom at the time. We just went out. But we went out to, well, the place isn't open anymore. What's the name of it again? Um, it, was it was Pronto... Right Pronto. Pronto, yeah, res Pronto. Res Restaurante. Restaurante. Or something. Yeah, Pronto something like Restaurante. That. Yeah, Pronto. So I show off because there's this beautiful young woman with me. I just met her a couple of days earlier. And so I'm going to go all highbrow. <laughs> Instead of having a steak, I'm going to order fish. I hate fish. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to sure show her is. how cool I am. Yeah. You know? He also went skiing for me once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did go skiing for her once. That once yeah. was enough for that. But... So I take a, take a little knife and I cut my fish and there's a hair in the fish, right? <laughs> then I cut a second piece. There's another hair in my fish. Finally, after the third cut, finding the third piece of hair in my fish, did I scream at anybody? Did I yell? Did I go, oh, my God, I'm going to show, show this woman what a tough guy I am. That's not what I did at all. I looked at Catherine and she said, what's the matter? And I said, I have a wig in my food. And she started laughing. And you say to this day that's one of the reasons you were attracted. That's still to me. one of the funniest things I ever heard. Uh, no, it's true. Me up. What do you? Get? <laughs> now, what if you would have done if I had started screaming at everybody about that? I probably, you wouldn't have cared for uh, yeah, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have gotten well for you. I, I imagine not. So no. why do people, knowing that, why do people still do it? Well, like I said, it wasn't like the waitress or the waiter was like you know. Combing their hair over your food, yeah. most likely. Yeah, might have been. Most likely, but something was clearly wrong in the kitchen. There was three so, hairs. I mean, you shouldn't. Hair. You should definitely not eat it. And I never like to send food back. I'm just. I'm, right. I will wait till the end of the meal, and then when they say something wrong because I haven't eaten it, I'm like, yes. This was wrong. I had, I had, there was a wig in my food um, because I don't want them to bring it back, spit in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. they're mad because I, I, I said something about it. You know, I'd well, rather just, like, delete this meal. <laughs> delete this meal. <laughs> delete well, you have this to, meal. Like, like you said, they didn't make it. Like, no. I, you know, right. it's, so if there's ever anything wrong, I'm just kind of like, mm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not 
mad things happen, but yeah, this right. is not good. I'm not, I, I'm not going to yeah. eat this. Right. And because you have to be nice about it, and then they're not going to spit in your food. Well, yeah, you don't hopefully. want them. I just in don't your food, trust anybody. True. Have, have okay, any of you ever seen the movie Waiting? It's got Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long, and no. I think well, Dane like Cook's them. in there. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, it's not a good movie, but it, the whole thing is like they work at essentially what is an Applebee's, mm -hmm. and the cooks are just the worst people, and there's this customer that comes in, <laughs> and you know, it's like, oh, the, I, this steak is not the way I wanted it, bring it back, and then it's the most disgusting three minutes oh, that you could ever imagine. No, see, I'll never go out to dinner if I see something like that. Even, yeah. it just, even if you look up the scene on YouTube, no. it, oh. I, I will never, ever, and I, I worked in retail for a long time, so like, I don't, and I don't do that whole thing to begin with, but the food portion of it would give me nightmares. You have to be the, the nicest people to every single waiter. Yes, absolutely. Ugh. I remember hearing a story once, and I don't know if it's true, and I hope it's not no, true. No, don't tell uh -huh. me. Well, you don't have to hear it. Pass. <laughs> that, that guy apparently complained nope. about his steak like three times. They made him three different steaks, and the third one... The waiter stuck it down his pants before they cooked it. <laughs> like what? Well, if you're cooking it, you killed all the filth on it anyway. So imagine so that, but ten times worse. In the movie. In the movie. Oh God. <laughs> they didn't like put it where the sun don't well, shine. Well, there was just a picture of a guy in. Uh, gosh, I can't remember what restaurant he was. He was standing in the lettuce. To make standing in the lettuce. Standing in the lettuce, he said, "This is this is your this is the lettuce that's going on your food." Oh God! And they, they I mean, they tracked him down and fired him, but he still did it and took a picture of it and posted yeah. it on social media. Like this well, is normal. He, how would he not think he was going to get caught if he put it on I, social media? I'm guessing we're dealing with a 60 IQ individual. Yeah, well, that's probably true. <laughs> but There's that's, more of those. But every this guy day, was standing with his shoes on. Oh, in God. the lettuce. So, yeah, there's that stuff going on out there. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. 
Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Catherine, I have to ask you, you think you'll run into Doug Dawson today? No. Because if you do, he's going to be crabby. Oh, what happened? Uh, Doug Dawson is a friend of ours from Toronto, Canada. He's a great guy, very nice man. Canada's new booze guidelines may be a bit shocking. This is real. This is not made up. This is a news story. Canada's new booze guidelines may be a bit shocking. New recommendations for beer-swilling Canadians... No more than two drinks a week. You ever met a Canadian? <laughs> They're wow. not going to like that news Generalization at all. much. I figured that's the only way to get through living in Canada is more than two a week. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, especially nowadays. Jesus, honestly, got two a week. Is it's that for men and two women? An hour. <laughs> well, let me read this. In Canada, the legal drinking age is between uh, 18 and 19, depending on location. But new guidelines from the nation's Can- Canadian Centre for on Substance Use and Addiction not only discourage young people from throwing one too many back, the centre is now warning everyone away from more than two standard drinks total per week. With a standard drink equaling a bottle of one bottle of beer, one glass of wine, or one shot of liquor, it's a big drop from previous guidelines set out in 2011, which said Canadians could reduce long-term health risks by consuming no more than 15 drinks a week. <laughs> they went from 15 now, to 2. Is this based on Ooh. science, or is this based on politics, or w- what? I well, mean, how can the, they be the, that off? That's a, that's a lot. The outlet runs down all of the health risks that come with imbibing, including ties to various kinds of cancer, liver and heart disease, gastrointestinal problems, Mm -hmm. pancreatitis. Then there are the car crashes that come out of a night of drinking, as well as the falls and violence. So, yeah, they went after the the, the negative side of being drunk. Well, to me, 15 drinks to me is a lot a week. To me. That's a lot. To me. I think it's a lot. That's quite a bit. I mean, for some people that are taking, you know, drinking five, six drinks a night uh, on the yeah. weekends, that's not that right. far off. But I mean, two drinks is seems a little light for. Yeah, two per week seems yeah. a little light. Well, like one two a day, per week actually it? puts you in the seventieth percentile for drinking. Seventieth percentile of drinking too much. Of drinking in general. In general. Yep. Oh. oh, so 70, 70% of people have two drinks a week and that's it? That or less, surprising. yes. That or seems less. really surprising to me because I don't yeah. drink that. I, I'm like probably the least drinking person out of my friends that do drink. And yeah, that's surprising to me. Uh, for a long time, I was drinking like once every six months. Yeah, you're I just not didn't a big really care. Yeah, but you were, you were on like the very, like, I don't know. And I don't think that my friends, I don't have friends that drink a ton, but, you know, it's like, oh, a beer or two every couple nights or a glass of whiskey after work or whatever. Like, that seems average to me. And then how I grew up, of course, my buddy Frankie's dad, I go over to his house to pick him up. We're going to go, I don't know what the hell we're going to do, but I picked him up in the morning and his dad goes, Tommy, 
come on in and have breakfast with us. We're making some pancakes. Come on. Oh, God. I said, oh, okay. Well, I haven't. Have you eaten? No, I have not eaten yet. Well, come on in and have some. We sit down. He brings out the pancakes that he cooked, and they looked really, really good. And then he went around to all four people, he, his wife, Frank, and me, and poured whiskey on the pancakes. That sounds disgusting. At like 7.30 in the morning. No, no, it sounds pretty good, but not at 7.30. <laughs> uh, not at 7.30. Maybe anymore. for like dinner pancakes or something. If those <laughs> yeah, dinner pancakes. <laughs> the thing is, it's like so many people drink at home. Oh yeah, I yeah. never drink at home. Like, oh, don't you? Ever like really? twice a year? I don't like no. I'm like go out to dinner and have a drink. Like I would, I don't know. Yeah, it's a different deal. That's true. There's so many times where Dan's gone, and I'm like, oh, I'll pour myself a glass of wine and read, and then I have like a sip of wine. And I'm like, this tastes weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't because like to it's drink situational. Alone. You know, it's just strange to me to be drinking at my house. I don't well, drinking know. alone's tough too. Drink. I didn't never cared for drinking alone. I, it's weird, and so many yeah. of my friends are like, "Yeah, after the kids go to bed, I just like have two glasses of wine by myself." I'm like what? But that's in a week, not every day. Not every day, <laughs> but I'd say probably five days a week. Some people do it. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, it used to be. From my understanding, the American guideline was. Three glasses of wine or three drinks every other day or something for men yes, and one or two yeah. for women. I was told one glass of wine a day. Okay, well, they've changed. When I was okay. growing up. Well, I grew up in the Mad Men era. I mean, my, <laughs> yeah. my, my parents and their friends were swilling oh, like yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. true. People could yeah, drink they in drank the 50s and like, 60s. Uh, they drank all the time. So yeah. to go from what they were doing pre gaming every time they went out, bringing cocktails into their cars when they went out. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do two, that. You know, two drinks a week seems oh, a little did, weird. Yeah. But, you know, two I mean, it's, is... I agree with the fact that probably the, the DUIs. I mean, if you're having three, four drinks in a night, you shouldn't be driving. No. no. Yeah, I don't not. care if it's spread over some hours. You still shouldn't be drinking. I mean, driving. And yeah. two, two drinks seems like if you spread that out over a few hours, it, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're doing tequila shots back to back and then get in a car if that's okay. But over dinner, it seems like it would be all right. But what do mm. I know? You know, honest to God, though, when I'm because I'm the oldest one here, I will tell you, when I was a kid, it was hard to find somebody who wasn't drinking on the weekends. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, there was some boozing going on in my neighborhood. Holy Anna. Some people can drink a lot. And it's well, I had one neighbor three doors down on 26th Avenue North. The Grain Belt Semi would pull up to his house every month and unload like 35 cases of beer. Okay. A month. That's what? more than a case a day. Well, it's a case a day for him and five <laughs> cases for his friends. Yeah, maybe if they ever got to come over. <laughs> what? But Grain Belt, <laughs> had, it was like they were going to a liquor store, only they went to his house. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Think of the recycling. It does seem like... <laughs> well, they'd come and get a, that after, why? It does seem like a small amount of people do the most amount of drinking. Well, consider well, this. Yeah. I actually have the numbers here. Okay. Ooh. So the 10th decile, which would be the top... Like the top ten percent of drinkers right. mm-hmm. yeah. drink on average a little over ten drinks per day. Oh my what? God! Yeah. Ten a day. And if tenth decile sounds like a high number, top ten percent, consider that in America that's like thirty-three million people. Wow! 
33 million people ten drink 10 drinks a day. day. 10 drinks a day, yep. Oh, God. Two bottles of wine with dinner. Boy, 12 pack of beer every day. <laughs> That's wild. Yep. That's a lot of booze. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I can't is. think of the last of time I had alcohol. I'm trying to think. I'm like, when's the last time that I drank? I can't think. That's oh, easy for me. Probably two weeks. Yeah, here's this. Yeah. Uh... Eight hours ago. Eight hours ago for AJ. <laughs> I, last night to dinner. That was what, March 21st, 11 years ago. Uh, yeah, 11 years in March. So, for the, the, the 12, 2012. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, March yeah. 21st, 2012. And back in the day, you could knock them back. Yeah, you sure could. Well, I could get after it, but yeah. I didn't have any problem giving up drinking, though. Once I was convinced by some family members that maybe it's time to stop, I just stopped. Well, you it. did for a while because you'd quit and then you'd start again, and then you quit and then you'd start again. Don't and talk about the final time. When you I finally did, just, did, yeah, you just seemed to be yeah, like, whatever. I'm done. Yeah. Might have been a threat or two from this Maybe. woman I'm married to, but you know, good, other than that. Good for her. Actually, you never did threaten me. You just looked at me with a threatening look in your face. Is that she what it was? A look. <laughs> she goes, Is, Is that, that what was? happened? Okay. Well, you got to have something to lose. So okay. do these people that drink 10 drinks a day, do they marry someone that drinks 10 drinks a day? Yeah, or is it like a solitary thing? I, I don't know. I, I know, actually don't know. Yeah, I know like couples a, that both of them drink a ton, and I yeah, know couples yeah. that... Yeah, it seems to be all over the place. One of them drinks too much, and it's always a source of problems. And I thought you were going to say, it's always the guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Sure. no, it's not. No, it's not. No. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think it just varies. It's across the board, I think. I suppose, yeah. But I wonder. they got to be. I guess ten, ten's yeah, a I don't lot. know. I, mean, is, I, I can't whoa. even imagine. Yeah, that's whoa. Uh, quite a bit. No, I wouldn't be able God. to do that. Even if I You'd wanted, be, even if I wanted to hospital. drink ten drinks, I would, yeah, I'd be in the hospital. There's no you way. You guys are bringing floods of memories back into my head of being a little boy in North Minneapolis. Oh, dear God. Man, you could see some drinking in North Minneapolis, I'll tell you. Do poor people drink more than rich people? Or is it poor people and rich people and then everybody else in the middle that doesn't drink as much? I think it's I think I it's, across, like it's all across the yeah. board. Do you think I don't it think is? it has anything to do with it. Apparently, well, alcohol use increases as income increases. But that makes oh. sense because if you don't have any money, how are you going to buy alcohol? That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... You've seen a lot of country club members that just are hammered every single day. Oh, yeah. What? What are you yeah, talking about? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not at the golf course. Yeah, alcohol yeah. is expensive. I mean, if you're going to drink, oh, it is, it is yeah. if you're drinking yeah. 10 drinks a day, I mean, even the cheapest alcohol, that's still, I mean, what's a 12-pack of beer, like 36 bucks or something? I have no idea. $36 a day adds up. Of like, oh god, yeah. I don't know. Michelob Ultra, like I don't know what that I costs. Thirty six bucks a I day. Buy You're like a, I buy like a close to. I buy a six pack of beer a year just to have it in the refrigerator. Yeah. So if somebody comes over and they want a beer, I've got beer. I have Joe calling in. Do you want to go oh, to him? Sure, perfect. He might have some rele- uh, relevant information for us. <laughs> yeah, I got beer. I have Joe calling in. Do you want to go to him? What? Hello. Hello, who is it? Hello. Hi. Who are you schmoozing with, Buster? That was our show. I was talking to you guys. Yeah, that was us. Oh, oh it was? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I could, Do you have alcohol-related stories? <laughs> Joe? Who are you talking to again? You. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts laughing. Yeah, you guys know my history with booze. 
How long has it been now, Joe? You've been off the sauce. Working on 27 months. 27 months. Wow. Congratulations. That's great. Five days. Good for you. Congratulations. Indeed. You did a good job, Pally. So you much happier now? Oh, yeah. That's good. Happy, happy. I'm glad to hear Not as pissed off as I used to be. No, I don't remember yes. you ever being pissed off. What do you mean? <laughs> Alcohol does not seem to make people happier. No. Well, it used to, and then I just did it too much and lost control. Okay. I just I ever had control to begin with. Yeah, well, that's, that is the key. Now, I have a, Joe, I've never asked you this question, but Joe worked at the Ford plant up here when he lived in, uh, in Minnesota. And is it a situation where, like, a lot of times uh, when you're on the radio, you the, the afternoon guy or the 10 to 2 guy or somebody always wanted to get together and go out and have drinks, and, you know, they'd invite listeners to come <laughs> along. And uh, uh, Is there a lot of that on working on assembly lines where the entire line goes out drinking after work? Did you do that? Yep. Yeah, yep, they that's what did. I thought. Yep. I mean, after work. After work, yeah. Try it lunch. Oh, really? At lunch they started boozing it up, huh? Yeah. Um, I also worked with a guy that, uh, man, he smoked more weed than Cheech and Chong put together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. This guy would go out on his first half-hour break and smoke three joints. Jeez. Go out on lunch, which is half an hour, and smoke another three joints. Whoa. Three? Man. Why four? What? How could he think? That's how high his tolerance was. Yeah, he had very high tolerance. Man, if I smoked three joints, I wouldn't be able to move. I one time took an eighth of a dose of CBD and got so tired I cried. (laughs) So... And this guy also used to run with his dog. He'd go home, smoke, and then go run with his dog, and then go back home and smoke. Oh, my word. God, that's amazing. I got high with him once, and I scared the shit out of myself. I wanted to go home and hide under the cupboards. Yeah, some people get very paranoid smoking a lot of pot. There's no question about that. But in any case, so everything's going well with you. You're at 27 months, just around the corner. You're happy you did it. It sounds, sounds to me like you're very happy you made that choice. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of uh, obviously had my health setbacks that I'm trying to work through, but right. at least on this side of the dirt. Yeah, that's exactly Always it. Good. I found out from my sponsor who I went through treatment with the first time I tried quitting. Mm-hmm. He told me that uh, three quarters of the guys that we were in treatment with are now dead. Oh yeah! Jeez. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's. And he said they went back and drank themselves to death. Wow. Yep, I've heard it many, many times Very from my sad. own guys I grew up with. Like I said, out of the twenty-two guys I grew up with, there are four of us left. Eighteen of them are dead. And I would say not all of them, but a lot of them. Glug glug. No doubt yeah. about it. No question. Unfortunately, smoking yes. cigarettes too. You smoke and drink, you got major problems. It's not a good combo. Mm-mm. No. No. Nah. So, what do you got planned for the rest of the week, Joe? Doctor, I got to go get my legs rewrapped again on Friday. Well, how's that and, coming? Uh, slowly. No, oh, it is getting I've better. I've been told by many people that they're pro- they've had problems with their legs and, uh, Guy told me it took me two and a half, three years to get back to normal. I'm going on about a year. 
Yeah. And um, my left leg, my foot got so swollen from the fluid being compressed that it looked like it had a cork to pop. Oh, God. That's not good. No. So, you know, how, do, you, do you have a, a new number, how long you want to live? Who wants to die? But then again, who <laughs> yeah, wants really? to live forever? <laughs> the reason I ask you that, because the world's oldest person <laughs> just died this morning. Oh, really? Pardon me? The world's oh, oldest not, person 118 died. Years old. 118 years old. Sister Andre, born Lucille Randon, spent decades serving as a French nun. She died this morning at 118 years old, baby. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's too long. Notice it's never an American that lives to be that ripe old age. No, it's always a French nun, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's always French yeah, the, nuns. Most, the one when I was growing up was uh, another French woman. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Jean, Jean Clement. Jean Clement, yeah, mm-hmm. Jean Clement. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. She was a French nun, too, right? I don't think she was a nun, but she was oh, French. Oh, I thought she was. She was definitely French, though. I wonder what it, you think it's the chow, their general attitude. Why do they live so long? United States has a fair. They don't have the shit we eat. United States has a What's fair that? amount of very old people. Yeah, it does. That is true. What is the French recommendation for drinking? As much as you can get as frequently as possible. Because I mean, you know, there aren't a lot. You don't really. You see people enjoying wine. You don't. I never. Liquor isn't really big in France. I I just don't see when you when you're out to dinner. I just don't see loud, boisterous. You know, drinking everything in sight. People. Yeah, it's almost all wine. Liquor and beer aren't so big. Beer is really bad for you. Beer is really bad for you. Really, (laughs) tons of calories. Yeah. Well, that's true. There's a lot of calories. Not only are you to me. trashing your liver, you're also gaining tons of weight, which puts even more stress on your organs. How'd you like this? I'm look, talking, looking down at the story about Lucille Rendon, Sister Andre. Born in 1905. Jeez. Oh, what the hell? 1905? My word. What the hell? But good for her. So. Wow. All right, Joe. Well, have a great rest of your day, Palomino. Thanks, you too, brother. Right, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Bye. Joe's one of the guys that's been calling the show for years and years and years. Just a bunch of really. He lives in. Uh, he lives in where Kentucky now, right? Or Tennessee? Where's he? He lives in Louisville, doesn't Louisville, he? Louisville, yeah. Yeah, Kentucky. Joe from Louisville. No mm-hmm. question, Joe from Louisville, Kentucky. No doubt about it. Although oh my God, Louisville. How do you? What do you think is going to happen from here? As advertisers flee Twitter, unpalatable options for Musk, 500 advertisers have dropped their advertising on Twitter. 500. That doesn't surprise me at all. Well, what did he do? I thought he was trying to tell the truth. It's not not because of what he did. It's because uh, all the people that were banned by the government and the FBI and all that stuff are back on Twitter. And they don't like that. No, advertisers so, need sanitized, kid-friendly environments that they can, yeah. you know, they won't be yelled at for being on. Because that's what people do now. That's the first thing that anyone does is if someone does something they don't like, they're going to find their source of revenue and harass them over and over and over forever. Yep, that's what they do. So advertisers are just now basically saying, you know, if you have any... 
forbidden opinions were not going to be anywhere near you because they're cowards. Mm-hmm. Well, again, there it is. There's the fear. I'm, af- I'm afraid of being near you. These people are just scared to death about everything. It, it, that just amazes me. That is, it is unbelievable. Well, it's, it's just so easy to start a you know, boycott campaign because, yeah, because of social media. You, know, you, can get, you can get a bunch of people up in arms in a minute. That's why I don't go on it. Yeah, well. And I, I won't even mention the call letters. I'll just say where I used to work. <laughs> I got a couple of calls from people saying, man, social media will never change. I said, why? I said, remember where you used to work? I said, yeah. I said, there are a couple of people on, on social media right now just ripping the piss out of the new morning show, saying it's the worst thing they've ever heard. It's absolutely horrible. But unfortunately, Tom, they're the same people that said you were the worst thing that yeah, ever happened to radio. Exactly. So there's no upside. No. Apparently, they hate everybody <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> it, I, which I find kind of funny. Yeah, I've, <clears throat> I've been watching some, like, regular TV because we have cable here in the condo. And I wanted. Oh, I did not right, know yeah. that there was a new season of Yellowstone. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So I was trying to catch up on some Yellowstone episodes, and the new thing is to have the actors that are in the show talk about being in the show, sort of like a behind-the-scenes thing. But also, oh, sure, yeah. we like to buy clothing from Duluth Trading Company because. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Product placement. It's so funny. It's like, wow, you do it. You, you make the st- the uh, cast do a little ad. Yep. I, I didn't. I didn't know that that was a thing. If you really pay attention, they've been doing that in TV for ages. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every well, time is... you see like a really prominent, like you know, some one of the characters is drinking Pepsi with the logo pointed right at the camera. That's product placement. Yeah, but they make this yep. almost seem like a little, you know, behind the scenes thing, and then they just so happen to talk about something else. It, it's almost it's oh. it's a little bit more insidious, insidious. That's the word than product placement. Because product placement, you can spot that a mile away. I have a question for you about product placement. Um, I heard a very, very smart guy. uh, Matter of fact, it was a listener that sent me the audio, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'll track it down for you, though, if you want to know it. But he was talking about one of the problems with our economy right now is no matter if it's monitoring services or it's product placement or whatever, that people are going after the wrong people now and business is way down because of it. So in other words, a good example of that would be uh, apparently only going after, well, like in radio, I'm not in radio anymore, so I can say whatever the hell I want about radio. Yeah. The new new measurement of listenership is aimed at people who have no money. Why would you do that? I mean, the only people that are going to carry those meters are people who don't have any money, right? So what good are they if they're listening to your radio show because if you advertise something, they can't afford to buy it anyway? I think it's because the system in place was created back when people died when they were 54. Well, that's a very good point because that's one of the things that he talked about. It's like you can't do what you are still alive. You know, they're they're going to kiss in everybody's ass on national television news who have no money. Which is not, I, I would love to see people who have no money get all the rights that everybody else has. I grew up poor myself. I understand that. So I'm not going after them. I'm just going after the, the TV placement saying, oh, look how woke we are. Well, you're trying to sell a product to somebody who has no money. So how are you going to do that? 
That makes no sense whatsoever, right? It's not a good business practice. Do you guys agree with this man? Uh. <laughs> oh, I just noticed the show's over. They stopped uh. listening. You're no, the worst, I was, Catherine. No, I was listening. I'm just trying to, I mean, you know, I mean, a lot, most people can go and buy a Pepsi or, you know, not maybe yeah. a car, but I mean. But yeah, it depends on your product. If you're selling something yeah. that's worth yes. a dollar, then anyone can buy that. Yeah. Yes. Or, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about things that cost a little more money and they want to look woke. So they go after the wrong audience and their business is down because of it. That makes no sense to me. No, it doesn't make any sense. But nothing, not not a lot makes sense anymore. Well, nothing makes know. sense. <laughs> no. All right. Well, that's going to do it again. Uh, I enjoyed the show today. That was great. Great. Uh, Jeffrey was a hell of a guest. Who teed him up? Was that Art Sears? Yep. Oh, yeah, he was go. a great guest, I thought. Yeah. Art does a good job, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. All right. What else? You got any closing words? Uh, closing words. No. Be no final thoughts. Because <laughs> you guys aren't even on. To, Andy, are you are you just going to skip the show tomorrow? No, I'll be here. Well, you are going to be there because mm-hmm. mom's not on 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 Thursdays. So I, I just wondered if you were do the same thing because it'll be you and AJ and me and Doug Sprinthal and whoever his guest is. So well, that's this is good. thinking about maybe trying to be on. We'll see how Ethan cooperates. Yeah, that ought to go really well. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. he doesn't stop oh, making I think, noise. These I think days. we should just take yeah. Ethan out to go. Yeah, go to a park or something. <laughs> I love. Let's just I get love him it when out. He gets, well, he's the idea. same as Fawn and the same as Sage. When little kids get jacked up, man, they get jacked up. There's no doubt. Oh, about yeah. He gets so squirrely. Oh, he does. You can uh, about 15 minutes after he eats, his uh, blood sugar spikes, and he turns into a <laughs> r- yes, just runs does. around like a lunatic. <laughs> then when he gets Big tired, smile. he just gets super squirrely. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, yeah. hilarious. He just starts falling over and he whacks laughing. his head. <laughs> yep. Hey, that was fun. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you, kid? Oh, Doesn't that Why hurt? Do some people not like little kids. I mean, I love little kids. I think he's, they're great. He's funny. Some people don't like them though i don't get it i like kids if they belong to me oh it does help it does a little bit of a qualifier well i suppose that's true (laughs) it does help all right well you guys have a great day that's going to do it for the day we'll talk to you tomorrow alex won't be here Catherine won't be here but the rest of us will be holding down the fort so don't worry about it poor babies poor babies babies. all right talk to you tomorrow with the family bye